Hello and welcome to Helios Blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Matthew Hussey talks about what to do when they pull away. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. in recent memory or very recently in your life pull away what was your reaction to them pulling away in fact what do you feel was the reason that they pulled away in the first place in today's video i'm going to tell you a quick story about someone who came to me about someone pulling away and what they did and i'm going to show you a very very common three-part pattern that happens in situations like these and so Pulling away is, for women, extremely common, and for women experiencing it by men, extremely uncommon. The only time a guy pulls away from a girl is when he's Chad, effectively. Now, what's funny is that girls are only interested in Chad in 2023, so I'm sure that a lot of girls on TikTok, right, they have this, uh, this thing where they ask, why did the man pull away? Because they don't understand that, you know... <laughs> It's such an un uncommon experience when girls experience what men experience regularly that they freak out, basically. Okay, let's continue. And as I go through each of these three parts, I want you to just see where you might be able to see your own pattern aligning with that. Because it might be that you see exactly this pattern show up frequently in your life. The woman... Oh, something I want to mention, just as an aside. Look at Matthew Hussey's shirt. It says, everyone's welcome here. So... Again, you can tell exactly what Matthew's bent is, right? He's exactly a womanist based on the shirt he's wearing, right? There's, it's, it's like um, cultural Marxist, right? Is the idea. Okay, let's continue. Someone who came to me told me a story of a marriage that she had recently left. Uh, an eight-year marriage, which... For yeah, 80% of the time when marriages end, women initiate it. Five of those eight years had become devoid of passion. There was no sex. There was no real intimacy or romance. It was essentially a relationship of two roommates. And she left that relationship, went back out there into the dating scene, and then met a guy that she felt an intense chemistry with. Now yeah, what a surprise. Now, plot twist. Plot twist is... That guy was the reason why she pulled away from the relationship in the first place. And that's why the guy then pulled away from the relationship. And then that was the excuse that she used to cheat on the guy, take half his stuff, take the children, take the house, etc. Too all too common a story in 2023. Now, in feeling all of this chemistry and the excitement of it and how important that felt she suddenly started to give an awful lot to this situation and she said herself that the text messages from her got longer and longer and his messages got shorter and shorter yeah because at that age guys are looking for bedroom fun and girls are looking for an upgrade to their husband okay shilling time hit the like hit the subscribe hit all for notifications drop me a donation like hunter m adrian and tom m just click more in the video description Go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios blog, and buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. Shitting is done, let's continue. 
There was a strong initial interest from him, but it started to fade. And as it faded, as she felt him pulling away, she felt this urge to make it work. Then yeah, women only feel this urge for Chad. This urge to make it work. This, uh, you know, I, I have to be the absolute best I can be for, for Chad, right? And if it's not Chad, it's not worth my time, right? Again, notice, she didn't try to make it work with her husband. She didn't try to be pleasant or pleasing to her husband. She didn't try to be a good girl for her husband. No. That eight-year relationship, worthless. Thrown it away in a second. But this new guy, this Chad, who she felt an intense chemistry with, well, for this guy, all the work in the world should be given, right? Now, keep in mind, guys, girls only work for Chad. So if you're not Chad to the girl, she's not going to think of you at all. That's how it is. That's why when you're in a marriage, when you're in a long-term relationship, you have to be the absolute best version of yourself. Because these girls, they'll move on in a heartbeat. That's how it goes. And how it's always been, essentially. Then, when she happened to see that he was hanging out with another woman, she tried to reach out and assert a boundary and say that she wasn't comfortable with that. He said, that's way too much control for me at this stage. He wasn't willing to oblige and then suggested they go their separate ways. Right. So what's the point? The point is these girls go for a guy who's above their attractiveness category, right? Way above. And then they get mad when the guy is with other girls and then they assert quote unquote boundaries because they quote unquote know their worth. And then the guy leaves because he knows his worth and his worth is of course above way, way above what the girl believes she's at. This is the point at which I entered the dynamic. And she said, Matthew, what do I do here? I really like Move this on. guy. I feel something extraordinary with him that I didn't feel in my marriage. Why did this happen when he showed all of this initial interest and then faded away? And Because he is charred. Women do everything for Chad, but the problem with Chad is that Chad has options. And if you don't treat Chad the way that he wants exactly, then you're not going to have the kind of relationship that you want with him. Because he can dictate the terms. That's why. Whereas the previous guy you were with couldn't dictate the terms. And you're only attracted to men that can dictate the terms. What did I do wrong in trying to assert my boundary about this other woman that he was hanging out with. Now let me explain the three-part pattern that this aligns perfectly with that happens to so many people when they feel an intense chemistry. The first part is that we overvalue something in the situation. Now let's take her story. She was in a marriage for eight years where for a very long time she was not feeling that chemistry and they weren't having sex. So now the first person that she really meets and connects with, when she feels an intense chemistry, it feels like the most important thing in the world. The right. Except what's the, the thing is that girls in 2023, what they do is they chase that high and bounce from Chad to Chad to Chad, right? Rather than maintaining their marriages, being good wives, understanding what their husband wants and needs, and meeting those needs, because I guarantee you guys she didn't do that. Instead of meeting that, they break it up, go to the first Chad they find, 
assume that they're going to get an upgrade from their marriage, assume that they're going to get that upgrade, go into that situation, get used and discarded, and then blame anyone but themselves. That's the classic pattern. This is exactly what was missing in my marriage. Now, when we feel like we've been missing something for a long time, we can hyper-focus on that thing and not all of the things that perhaps a marriage is important for and provides. In other words, when we find someone new, we still have to have the good parts of that marriage, the teamwork, the mutual respect, the thinking about each other, the all of the ways we show up for each other, the consistency, the stability. We still need all of those things. It's just that we were missing a very, very important component of a long-term relationship, which is intimacy. But when she felt chemistry, It made her forget about all of these other things someone would need to have and massively overvalue that chemistry. So, Yeah, right. So what she wanted was exactly an upgrade to her marriage plus the bedroom fund. And she thought that the first child that that she found was going to provide her with that because he showed interest in her. But the truth is that guy has so many options that he just used her for bedroom fun because she was providing it on a silver platter. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was meeting girls and I saw a girl that had a failed marriage, which is what a divorce is, I would never once consider her for marriage. Because if she has a failed marriage under her belt, then she's not a good bet for marriage in the long term, obviously. That's part one. And that happens to so many of us when we meet someone. There is something they have that we overvalue. And because we overvalue it, we put them and the possible relationship that may emerge with them on a pedestal. The second part of the pattern is this. When we overvalue something, based on that overvaluation, we begin to give way too much. So for her, her effort that she was putting into this was effort that corresponded with how important she thought it was because of the chemistry she was feeling. It did not correspond to how important he was making it. Or how. Well, here's the thing. Girls in a relationship with Chad, they are going to give much more than he gives them. And the reason they're going to give more is because they have to give more to Chad than he gives to them. Otherwise, he's not going to stay with them because they're not providing him with any value. She has to give that to compete with the other girls that are in his life. She's fighting for the top spot, effectively. And again, girls would rather share a successful winner than be with a faithful loser. So they have to be with a winner regardless of the consequences. Her hypergamy, her biological imperative is screaming to be with this man. And so, of course, she's going to commit more and more and more time, attention, effort to the guy and expect that her giving that to him is going to make him give that to her. But of course, women want a relationship and men want bedroom fun. And if the man has enough bedroom fun from enough girls, he doesn't care to be in a relationship. He doesn't need that. Unless she is extremely valuable and competitive in his eyes. And when I say valuable and competitive, I mean fit, feminine, 
submissive, bedroom fund, loyal, and cooperative. And obviously, not having a failed marriage is pretty important. How important it really was, she had just decided that because she was feeling something intense, this was a really important thing to hold on to. And she gave in accordance with that. That made him feel like he was getting way too much for what he was giving. And I'm not suggesting that this person would have been capable of a real relationship had she given the appropriate amount. But what is guaranteed is that he got way more than he was giving. Yep. It's the equivalent of the friend zone for a guy. So basically, this girl was in the bedroom fun zone, right? That's the zone that a guy puts a girl in when he sees that she's not a good bet for a long-term relationship, but he still wants the bedroom fun. So they meet up on a regular basis. They have the bedroom fun and he keeps her at arm's length or he keeps her really far away because he knows that she's not a good bet for a long-term relationship. So he keeps her there. And in keeping her there, he gets the bedroom fun. He gets all the benefits of having a girl in a relationship without any of the of the drawbacks, right? It's exactly like the friend zone where a girl gets all of the drawback, uh, sorry, gets all of the benefits of being, of having a boyfriend without having to give anything, right? Without having to give bedroom fun. Exactly the same situation. And that only lowers her value in his eyes. That this, this effort is cheap. I need to, I don't need to do much to get this amount of investment. And what was the investment based on? It wasn't based on real qualities. It wasn't based on character. It wasn't based on how much he was investing. It was based on some attention that he'd given her that had resulted in some chemistry. I see this pattern a lot where someone says, but Matthew, he, he seemed to really like me. You know, in the beginning, he was giving a lot. And we, yeah, he was giving a lot. Because in order to get you hooked so that he can have, uh, he can have you as a friend's benefits, he needs to give you some attention at the beginning. Obviously, that's the strategy. You have to almost stop thinking of someone liking us as meaning one thing. Someone liking us can be they really like having sex with us because we're good in bed. Someone Literally. liking us can mean they like not feeling alone. They like the right. feeling they get when they have companionship around right, us. Right. Someone liking us can be that they like that we're a really great person, but maybe they don't feel romantically about us, but they do like being around us because we have great values and they feel secure around us. Someone liking us can mean they're just having a great time right now. The same great time they're having with five other people. Exactly. So what is liking us really mean not a lot on its own liking us just gets us some of a person's attention but attention is not intention it's not uh, of course that's that's exactly right so and again you can tell how much the guy wants to be in a relationship with how much time he's spending with you right is he spending two hours on a wednesday night with you or is he spending saturday and sunday is he spending a whole day with you or is he spending a few hours with you is he you know, talking about relationship style things or actively avoiding those. Oftentimes, men will just come out and say the truth, which is they just want to have bedroom fun. Or they won't say anything about a relationship at all, right? That's, uh, you know, if a guy is truly savvy about uh, relationships with girls... What he's going to do is he's never going to bring up the relationship topic and he's going to have the girl bring it up. And 
you know, wait six months to eight months for her to bring it up. And then when she finally does, he'll say that he's not interested, right? But the girl knew that within the first two or three weeks. She's just playing plausibly deniable garbage games, right? When she says that she didn't know. She does know exactly the kind of man she's dealing with, which is why she's dealing with him at all. Not the intention to have a relationship with us, the intention to build something with us, the intention to be a permanent feature in our life. And even intention doesn't mean real investment because not everyone who has the good intentions can back it up with real investment over time. In her case, she didn't have intention or investment. She just had attention. Attention that she was vastly overvaluing and that overvaluation was making her give way too much. Now here's the third part in this pattern. Her giving so much and him realizing, oh, I really don't need to do a lot to get this amount of investment, which naturally makes someone go, well, maybe I can give a little less. Oh, I still get the investment. Maybe I'll give a little less. Oh, I still get the investment. When he feels that, He's giving less and she's feeling more and more out of control. So in response to feeling out of control, the third part of the pattern is I now try to exert control in the wrong way because I don't feel in control of how much this person is giving, but I can be in control of trying to tell them I'm not happy with them hanging out with this person in this case. So we try and exert control there. The problem with exerting control in a way like that is that A, it doesn't show control over the right things. It doesn't show that I'm just simply controlling whether my perception of whether you're right for me or I'm controlling how much I give to this situation. Those are high value ways of controlling. But a low frequency way of controlling is you can't do that. I don't feel powerful right now. I feel like I'm trying to get you and I can't get you. So I'm going to try and control you in this way. Often when we do that and it's coming from a place of desperation and insecurity, we are trying to make a demand at a time where we don't have leverage in life. Right, exactly. So women don't have the leverage to control the frame of the relationship with a strong, competitive, successful man. They don't have the frame to do that. They don't have the leverage to do that. But they believe they do because with every other man in their life, they've been able to. And so because they believe that they have that leverage with every single man, they try to control and fail. And when they fail, they get alpha widowed. If when we ask for something, we usually need some form of leverage. In dating, if I say, you have to commit to me, I have to have some form of leverage. And I know that may sound like a crude way of looking at it, but what makes someone commit? I don't want to spend time without you. I don't want to lose you. I want this co to continue. You represent so much importance in my life that I, I couldn't have you not in my life. Right. So the point is, what is the message for women to take away from this? The message is, if you want to be in a relationship with Chad, you need to provide value. And when I say provide value, I mean the following. Fit. Feminine, cooperative, submissive, and bedroom fund loyal. If you want to provide even more value on top of that, then you're going to cook, you're going to clean, and you're going to go out of your way to be pleasant. How can I make you happy? How can I help you? I would love to make your life easier. How can I do that for you?
And it's such a powerful thing. You have no idea when you do something like that for a man. He truly feels your value and wants to keep you. So imagine you're a girl. You're physically fit. You don't have a very high end count. And when I say don't have very high, I mean, let's say under 10, okay? Let's say under 10 in 2023. Less than 10 end count. You're not old. So you're like, let's say 18 to 25. And you have the value added skills going out of your way to be pleasant, going out of your way to be cooperative, going out of your way to be feminine. You're dressing in dresses. You're wearing nice makeup, but it's not like, you know, war paint. You know, you're you're accenting your feminine features, but you're not overdoing it. You do your hair nice. You know how to cook. You know how to clean. You know how to be pleasant. When I when I say pleasant, I mean understand in order for a man to be competitive and successful, he has to work really, really hard. When he comes home, he doesn't want to experience getting pissed off by you. He doesn't want to experience you causing him more headache, more problems. He doesn't want to experience that. That hurts a man. That weakens a man. Imagine if it's the opposite. He comes home and he knows. He's going to get a kiss. He's going to get a hug. He's going to get, how was your day, honey? So nice to see you. You know, I love you. You know, imagine that. Imagine he gets, I made this food for you. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I, I, you know, I folded and washed the clothes because I saw they, they needed to be washed, you know? I washed the dishes because I saw that you didn't, you, you were too tired to do it yesterday. Imagine how powerful this is. Chad appreciates this kind of thing. And if you wonder, why did Chad get into a long-term relationship with a girl that's uglier than me? Because she does all of those things. And in addition, she's also good in bed, right? And when I say good in bed, I mean, you know, you understand that your man has needs and you don't say, oh, I'm not in the mood right now. Think, just think about, think about it. A man goes to work, works his ass off, works so hard to provide you with a nice life. Only for him to come home and have you say, oh, I, you know, I have a headache when he wants to have bedroom fun. Or, you know, oh, I'm too tired. Yeah, that really makes a man want to put in the effort. Just think about it. I really like you or I love you. That's a form of leverage. We don't think about it like that because it sounds too to kind of manipulative almost. But the truth is we ask when we have leverage. It's the same as in anything in life, in business. You know, if you're asking someone to pay for something, the leverage is that you really want that thing. If you ask someone to pay for something they don't want, there's no leverage there. In her case, what I gather from this situation is this is kind of a charming guy enjoying himself, enjoying creating chemistry, maybe doing it with multiple people, enjoying that freedom. And the fact that he had chemistry with her wasn't enough leverage on its own. But she was treating it like it was. Indeed. In order to make an ask, someone has to really want us in that moment. They have to. Very, very good advice, Matthew. Very good advice.
very logical, very understandable. Girls, if you want to get with Chad, you have to understand that you can't just provide what every other girl provides. You got to go above and beyond what they do. You have to beat your competition. And the more attractive the guy is, the more competition there is. You have to understand that. What do men want? That is the first question. That should be the top of your mind. What do men want? How can I provide that for the man that I want? And no, it's not just bedroom fun. To be asking for something. The right time to say, hey, something's making me uncomfortable is when that person is actually asking to see you again. When that person is asking for more of your energy. When that person wants to keep dating you. That's a great time to say, hey, I'd love to keep dating you too, but there's something that's making me a little uncomfortable. Or I just want us to establish the rules going forward of what we're not going to do or what we are going to do. Those are the right times to ask for something. But if we don't have leverage, there's no point asking. In that moment, what could she have done differently? Well, ultimately, if she feels like she's texting more and more and more and him less and less... That's a good time to step back. and It's a good time to withdraw attention. He's just not that into you. And the same, I could say, men, of you. If you are giving a girl attention and her response is to pull away, it means she doesn't value your attention. She doesn't value your attention. She obviously values another man's attention above yours. Okay, she's allowed. But that doesn't mean you then need to continue this arrangement. The arrangement doesn't favor you. So the arrangement stops. Simple as that. And the next time he reaches out to her, she shouldn't ratchet up the energy she gives him until she feels a ratcheting up from his side. That's right. That's called a a tit-for-tat strategy in game theory, right? When both people are being cooperative and neither are cheating, both actually win. Okay. We're going to end the video there. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian on Tom M. Just click more in the link in the description. Buy my books at bit.ly slash heliosbooks. And of course, go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the blog. Thank you so much for taking the time, guys, to listen to my video, especially if you listen to the end. You guys are wonderful. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.